everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I'm Jen, to your mom, joined as always by to your dad. Hi. And uh, this week we're going to talk about a bunch of random stuff, housebreaking <laughs> dogs. Uh, who knows? Isn't it every week we talk about a bunch of random stuff? Someone like on Twitter described our podcast this week and they're like, yeah, it's sort of about dogs, but they veer off into all kinds of other random stuff, but like in a really interesting way. <laughs> nice save there, yeah. um, listener. I was like, well, I guess that's... The That's what we, we go for. Do. I think that is that would that would be a full success if we could do that every time. It's on brand. Yeah. Uh, so the cocktail of the week this week, we're in December. It's holiday times. I bought a thing of eggnog. When I was a kid, I used to love drinking eggnog. Just like no alcohol in it, obviously. Just the stuff from the store. That noise, by the way, is the uh, lacrosse ball being thrown for chasing. Gozer. Uh, yeah, so I used to love eggnog. Now I can't really handle eggnog. Um, but I have found that adults put liquor in eggnog, and that makes it tastier. And so I bought GR Dad a quart of eggnog, and he decided, very nice. Yeah, he decided to have some last night. And uh, normally, when you make eggnog, you put in rum or brandy or bourbon. And he's like, "I'm going to put in rye." And that was a very bad idea. I do this with cooking, too. Since I don't really understand what anything tastes like or what it's going to do, what its essential properties are, I kind of think everything can be substituted for everything. <laughs> yeah, you do. Which makes with it cooking, a disaster. Yeah. It's like I am aware, I mean, I'm intellectually aware that the baking soda and baking powder are different, mm-hmm. like totally different, mm-hmm. but they sound the same. So it seems like you could just, if you don't have baking soda, you just use baking powder yeah, it'd be fine, right? It would just be a little bit different. But it turns out, holy crap, no, don't do that. That's really bad. And so I'm still learning this for eggnog, too. You can't just put rye in there or... Or proportions. You did a half and half. Uh, I, I did, yeah, I guess you have to really dose it. <laughs> I kind of poured some rye. No, it was like bourbon. There was like leftover bourbon in the bottle, and I poured out like all of it. And as usual... That little last part in the bottle translates to more than I would want in the glass. It was just a whole thing. It was a whole lack of planning. So like we literally... The eggnog was not uh, drinkable. What, you would say drinkable? The, the first attempt was... <laughs> Keska say drinkable? <laughs> the half eggnog, half bourbon <laughs> got poured down the sink because it curdled. I don't want to admit this. And then the second one, the half eggnog... And rye. rye. And I love rye, but that's not a good combination. No. He gave me a sip of it, and I was like, oh, no, you need to pour this one out, too. I have brandy. Like, we have good rum. I think it was abandoned. You didn't drink it, did you? Well. <laughs> it was taken care of. I don't think I drank it all. But I, but by, by that point, I'd had too much eggnog to have a third experiment. Um, so... The eggnog remains in the fridge, and I will look forward to having good brandy with it. Anyway, eggnog is eggnog. part of the cocktail of the week. Yep, yep. Uh, so, you know, good for your holiday party. Eggnog's kind of like, I mean, it has holiday connotations. People get nostalgic for it. But it's kind of like a milkshake without all the good stuff. Yeah. A, war- a warm milkshake without the good stuff. I mean, you know, eh. So when I was in college, I dated this guy, and uh, I went to college in Chicago, and we had a Fannie Mae, which is, they still make the great chocolate at Fannie Mae. It's like a, they used to be kind of national, I think they went bankrupt, and now they're just in the Chicago area. But around Christmas time, they make eggnog creams, like little, you know, chocolates, but it's 
eggnog cream filling with like a white chocolate that could, shell. That could work. I loved them when that I was in work. college and yeah. I had this boyfriend and I think the boyfriend, the boyfriend's dad, who was dead when I knew him, uh, but when the boyfriend was a kid, the dad <laughs> would always bring home like little presents to the mom. This boyfriend is also dead, by the way, so... This is uh, a whole other story. It's a whole other thing. A different podcast. Anyway, perhaps. the dead boyfriend's dead dad used to bring home when he was not dead <laughs> chocolates and things to the dead boyfriend's mom, and the dead boyfriend wanted to be like that. I think he was not a very good boyfriend, but he wanted to emulate that thing his dad did, and so he bought me like twelve pounds of eggnog uh. creams, and they're delicious, but like. Everybody's got their limits, and mine is well below 12 pounds. <laughs> and uh, uh, so now I kind of can't eat them anymore. Like, they were a great, like, perfect dose of eggnog, like one of those. Yeah. Because, like, oh, it's sort of eggnog flavored. It's sort of nostalgic. Like, it's a sweet little thing. That's plenty. But there's, like, 30 of them in a box. And then we had, like, 12 boxes of them. And so it's July, and they're still, like, eggnog creams. They're starting to dry out. And I don't want to, like, throw them away because he's really proud that he bought them all. Ugh. And uh, anyway, yeah, no more eggnog for me, I don't think. I don't know. I think eggnog is an old-fashioned thing where it's just like, man, in and of itself. I mean, you go to Starbucks and you get, like, a you know non-fat milk. You don't get... Can I have the fattest thing you have and oh just, God, like, yeah. fill a freaking glass with it? You just don't, right? We, our tastes may have evolved by now. My, mine sure have. It's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah. Anyway, there you go. Cocktail of the week. Uh, don't <laughs> use rye. Don't do half and half. And now I'm talking you out of eggnog. Eggnog's great if it's a holiday party and you're feeling warm and fuzzy and it's, and it's really nice company and you have some brandy in there and someone will have spiked it for you yes do not let jr dad put the liquor in your eggnog no you could do better yeah uh good there you go cocktail of the week um so yeah gozer is still here with us at the time of recording she may have moved on to her new home at the time of you hearing this podcast she's the one squeaking and making all sorts of other noises frantically in the background <laughs> um but we thought we might well, so first, we were going to give you a little Sizzle update. She's not really our dog to update anymore. But our heart is still partly with Sizzle. Yes, well, I got... maybe just speaking for myself. <laughs> I got a text message that they were playing our Gozer episode, bonus episode <laughs> in the house, and she heard my voice on the podcast and picked her head up. How about my voice? She, I didn't get any news about what she did when she heard your voice. <sighs> So, uh, I like the Sizzle. She I only loves me. I'm not attaching conditions to the Sizzle. <laughs> Uh, it sounds like she's doing great and making tons of good progress, and it's just amazing. And if you want more sizzle updates, okay, Zoe on Instagram. Yeah, you if you see. want to hear about a seven-year-old puppy. Yep, there's all sorts of like great pictures of her like laying on Zoe on the couch, and they're having a good time. So she's very happy. Uh, but we thought we would talk about housebreaking because with Sizzle we did a little bit of adult dog housebreaking which is a little bit different than puppy housebreaking in that it's just way way easier um but we know we talked a little bit about housebreaking when we did our positive reinforcement forecast or forecast podcast yeah that's getting late uh it's eight o'clock man <laughs> uh, too much eggnog i guess uh yes when we did the positive reinforcement <laughs> podcast but we thought we would talk a little bit about housebreaking generally sure today uh, yeah, so adult housebreaking is pretty easy because 
you like adult dogs are smarter than puppies. And so they basically just need to learn the routine. And, uh, but generally you do the same thing, which is you want to let them out as much as possible. So if you're housebreaking a dog, whether puppy or grown up, let them outside as much as you possibly can. When we were housebreaking hops and vank, I mean, it was like every 15 minutes, I was like, and okay, we're going outside. Let's go outside. And let's go outside. And we still kind of do that. Like that lingers. We let those dogs out every 20 minutes, I think. Yeah. The, the idea is to let it happen and then praise it when it does, right? So you kind of have to give so many opportunities to let it happen. And especially when you're, like, Vank is our problem child out there. <laughs> she just doesn't think about going outside. So if she's not outside as much as possible, I feel like we'll miss the window and she'll get distracted again and then not go. Yeah. She sometimes still goes in the house. It's rare. I mean, it's been a couple months since she's gone in the house. She's so and, weird. But... Yeah, so Vink has particular issues. Let's let's put Vink issues off for later. Fair enough. Because that's that's a whole thing. We'll talk about them today, but uh, but yeah, you see, you want to let them go outside, and then when they pee or do their business outside, lots of praise, treats, especially if you're training a puppy, uh, to just let them know that like this is the best thing ever. If you can keep doing that, I'll keep giving you treats. That yep. kind of thing. Yeah. Yep. Um, if they go in the house. There are two possible scenarios. One is that you catch them in the process of going in the house. And the other is that you don't, that you just yeah, find and, them. And the idea is, is still, remember positive reinforcement. Don't, don't yell at them. Don't say no, no, no. Don't whack them. Don't roll up newspaper is like not at all helpful. It's terrible. Ever. But also for that, because it's, it's just something they're doing. And, and you're not going to anchor this negative association. They'll just think it's random, bad uh, the random torture that you're inflicting on them. That's right. If you like find a puddle and then you rub their nose in it or you smack them in the face, like this is why dogs eat their own poop a lot of the time. Not always because we have poop eating dogs. Um, but dogs will often eat their own poop if they get punished for pooping in the house and like not when they're caught in the act, but like you find the poop and then you like somehow punish them because they think, Oh, this poop must be bad. So I'd better hide it or if else I'm, I'm going to get in if trouble. I'm seen with poop. I, I, I will get in trouble. So I better make the poop go away. They don't learn, oh, I did this in the house and that's the issue. They just learn, oh, this is problematic. Uh, so yeah, don't do that. I think the Muto maybe needs to go out. Okay. Hang on. Okay. Okay. We're back. Uh, just reinforcing the housebreaking of the Muto. Uh, Muto is going. Why do you call her the Muto? <laughs> So, if you've seen the new Godzilla from a couple <laughs> years ago, which is a movie that I love. It is among my most favorite movies. Uh, there are these kind of insect-like creatures in it, and they're called Muto's... Uh, like what the, the heck does this stand for? Terrestrial mysterious organisms. Unidentified terrestrial organisms. Some, right. Something unidentified terrestrial organisms. Except they massive. Massive. Massive oh unidentified terrestrial so organisms. So bad. Uh, they're these like giant bug-like things. And, but they're real like angly and they got these skinny legs. And they so, got these weird elbows that go by backwards. Yeah, they kind of stick out all over the place. And so we had a series of foster dogs who, like uh, Gozer, were skinny angly with like elbows poking out all over the place that i started calling muto we had several mutos i think they were all boys 
Uh, but they were all kind of shaped like Gozer. And so she's definitely in the Muto line. And that's why we call her that. Cause she's all angly and Gang, skinny. Gangly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, anyway, Gozer was outside and did her business. And GR Dad gave her lots of praise and was yep, cheering yep, for yep, her yep, out there. Yep. It was very well done. So, yeah. Uh, you can't tell them that they did a bad thing if they do anything in the house. Because it just confuses them. They don't know what that means. Um, if you do catch them going in the house, you need to make them go outside. You can't yell at them and scream at them. You pick them up and put them outside. Now, this can be messy because they often, if they're in the middle of peeing and you pick them up to put them outside, will continue peeing hard to stop as you in move the middle, them outside. Man. It's hard to stop. Uh, but this is effective to let them know, like, this is the thing that we do on the outside. Uh, so it requires a little more cleanup, but it can be helpful. And you can give them a no and let them know that like it's bad while they're in the act of doing it, but you don't want to make it, you want to scare them, right? You don't want them to think you're angry. Um, you kind of want to startle them out of doing it. So like a good practice, like if they start peeing is like you clap really loud or you give them like a, Hey, like a thing where it gets their attention and oh, they maybe like stop and then... Put them, put them outside when they and then when they continue you praise the crap you praise them very much yep yep exactly mm -hmm. so uh so that's the thing all positive no yelling or else they just get freaked out and they're basically going to hide it from you and it makes it harder to teach them yeah that's puppies did you want to talk about grown-ups i mean it's kind of the same for grown-ups except like puppies are still developing their ability to hold it you know, like they like physically can't hold it for that long. Adult dogs, they totally can. And uh, and so with them, it's more just like establishing a routine and getting them to know what's the right place. Yeah. And we think that having older dogs, well, having dogs who know how to go outside to pee helps the certainly the grownups, right? Who who, who can physically. I think both. Control yeah. It. Yeah. But even. Uh, um. Sizzle? Gozer. 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 Sizzle maybe too, but Gozer. I think she it's easier for her. She goes outside with the other dogs and they pee. And she realizes, hey, this is what we do. This is cool. It, that reminds me. I gotta go. And then, then she goes to I mean yeah. that's very anthropomorphic, but you know, it is she sees them doing it. It seems like a good idea and mm -hmm. it's acceptable and the 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 pack is doing it. So it's probably because older dogs are kind of smarter than that. They, they kind of know it's a thing. They're, they're not just impulse. Yeah, responding. that's right. I mean, I think all kinds of training, if you already have one dog who's trained, like training the new one is easier because they kind of had the older one to model. Were you going to talk about crate training and newspapers and towels and stuff too? Yeah. Um, so crate training can be useful in a couple ways. Uh, if you have a dog and you put them in a crate, the idea is that they won't pee in their crate. Hopper peed in her crate I don't know how many times. Uh <laughs> <laughs> They'll be in their crate when they're puppies. Uh, it's easier to clean out the crate than it is to clean up your rug. So that's good. Yeah. Um, older dogs certainly are pretty good at holding it and won't go in their crate. And so that can be really useful. Uh, putting paper on your floor, terrible idea, because then they just learn that they can pee inside on the paper. Puppy pads, like, don't do that, man. Like, if they're, like, we had puppy pads when we got Hopper because we knew she was going to be having accidents because she wasn't housebroken. But it wasn't like trainer to go on the pad and then move the pad outside. It was, let's keep the floor from getting screwed up. So we just had puppy pads all over the place. <laughs> Instead of 
Carpet. Yeah. yeah. Uh, train them to go outside. Don't try to train them to go on newspaper or puppy pads because then they learn they can pee in the house. Um, so, yeah, those things are generally not useful for housebreaking. I mean, some people have done it fine, right? But uh, better to just teach them to go outside and not to pee in the house. Right? Like, that makes sense. Um, what was the other thing you said? Crate Grown training? Ups. Puppy crate pads? Up, crate training. Uh, towels. Towels. Yeah. So one of the best things we've done, and I maybe mentioned this on an earlier podcast, is when we got hops, like in anticipation of getting Hopper, I went on Amazon and I bought like a 10 pack of kind of bath towels, those blue bath towels. Yeah. Kind of cheap. Super cheap. It was like, I mean, it was maybe 10 bucks for like 10 bath towels. It was maybe a little more than that, but not much. And I was like, I just want to have towels available at all time. And I've got some kind of cheap old, you know, towels. We, we have a big stack of old towels, but those blue towels, oh my gosh, was that a good thing? Because when they pee on the rug, if you put the towel on top of it and like stand on it with your shoes on, preferably, you can soak a lot of it up right away. And then if you have a spot bot, which is our favorite thing, uh, and put that on there and you do the deep set in stain, like that cleans it pretty well. So you don't have pea-smelling carpet. Uh, but you have to like immediately put that towel on there and stand on it, which means there need to be towels available everywhere. Also, if they start peeing in the house, stick that towel under there yeah. right away. Uh, so that was such a good thing for house training that like we never had to worry about being out of towels because stuff smelled like pee for a long time when we were housebreaking them as puppies. And having towels constantly available everywhere really helped and the towels don't get old i mean we we, we now still use them, them. When, when it's muddy outside or when it's rainy outside use them to dry them off or i use them to clean their paws like a little bath mat yeah. kind of thing but we have a stack it's of towels to have 10 towels in rotation yeah yeah we have a stack like in your end table in the living room like there's a little shelf under the top part but above the drawers and we usually have like three towels stacked there always available and then yeah a couple in the kitchen a bunch in the basement it, uses, it works if they throw up too i mean you just could have towels yeah there's that yeah douglas adams you know always That's carry right. a towel with you. he's not wrong right i mean he's not wrong yes uh always carry a towel like any individual dog will do something that requires a towel often mm -hmm. and five or six dogs will do a thing that requires a towel almost every day you may not need 10 towels but it's good to have one or two <laughs> yeah uh so if you can spare the investment in your house breaking buy a pack of towels or you know go to your local goodwill or whatever and just buy some cheap towels um so you've got a whole bunch of kind of yeah and these can be ratty towels that you wouldn't use for showering but they're good for soaking up yep 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 yeah all kinds of bodily fluids <laughs> all kinds of crazy stuff um, so yeah, so we do have a crate, um, and we use the crate pretty often. By the way, you're hearing, uh, Gozer chewing on a bone in the background. That's she what that's likes when I hold it. Yeah, Dear Dad's holding the bone, and she's chewing on she it. She likes when I hold it. Thank you, Gozer. Don't eat Thank the you. phone. Um, yeah, so we do have a crate, and we brought that up when Sizzle was with us, and then we brought it up for Gozer, but she didn't need it, so the crate went away. Um, hops we had in the crate until she was housebroken. Vink was in a crate for a long, long time because she would not settle down at night. Do you remember? Like we had that little portable green crate oh, that we'd God. have to put her in. 
Yeah, traveling too. I mean, she's just dope. Everything. Like, I went to Miami for the winter. I was on sabbatical the year we got bank. And so she was like six months old. We went to Miami. I've talked about that trip before. But I had her little soft-sided travel crate at the foot of the bed and I have to put her in there every night and she would cry and cry she'd cry no matter what so at least having her in the crate she would cry and stay in one place and she just like would not settle down up on the bed down from the bed up yeah, yeah. Uh, it was terrible uh so she spent almost her whole first year sleeping in the crate because she just couldn't settle down uh so that was a good thing it was good to have that crate and it also, I mean, helped us housebreak her, but mostly it was just to contain her chaos. Yeah. That travel <laughs> crate is not bad if you're taking them to hotels or something. You put them in the crate and then they, you know, have, a, have their place. Yeah, you don't want them to have accidents at hotels. So when I mm. had K, uh, so we had Pine K. This is when I was oh, well, God. well before I met your dad. I was in grad school. Uh, and the guy I was with at the time and I just took this terrible ill-fated road trip we were supposed to go to canada we made it to boston which is like a full day's drive from dc and we ended up turning around we had to stay the night in boston and we came home the next day so it was supposed to be this whole week in canada all kinds of things went wrong and we had pine k with us uh k was a puppy i mean she was a little puppy so maybe four months old not housebroken and uh and we get we stayed at the Holiday Inn in Brookline. And I just remember there was like a bar mitzvah going on, like in the <laughs> lobby. And we we're like walking through there. It was like not good circumstances that we were stopping. So like we were not happy. And we we're walking these dogs through the lobby. The whole hotel smelled like chlorine because I think it had a pool like in the middle and like all the rooms faced into it. <laughs> and then we get into the hotel room and Kay jumps up on the bed and pees like a full day's worth of pee. Oh, that's onto your bed. bed. Yeah. So I had to like, thankfully it didn't soak into the mattress because I immediately started stripping the bed, but it soaked all the way down into everything else. There were like no sheets, no comforter. And I think I called down to the front desk and I lied and said we had spilled a pot of coffee on the bed. Could they please send up some stuff, you know, some new linens? And I think they gave us basically like a blanket I did not understand my request. And uh, it, the whole thing was just mortifying. It was terrible. And so Crate would have been good. Crate would have been good to have her in. It would have been all better to just not have taken that trip, to be honest. That was <laughs> just terrible, just terrible. Uh, we've never had any ill-fated road trips. You and me, I don't think. No, you've taken them to Illinois a few times. Many, many times. Yeah. Yeah. And I did a Canada road trip. I think that was still with Pine K after I got rid of the guy. Ottawa? No. Ottawa and Toronto. and Ottawa and Montreal. And I was supposed to go to Toronto and I got food poisoning in Montreal. And so <laughs> then I drove myself home with food poisoning and two dogs. Blech. Oh, it was terrible. I was sick for like several days. Bad after poutine. Uh, but I did get to have a beaver tail in Ottawa which is like one of life's great delicacies. It's like a dough pastry kind you of talk big about it all the time. Thing. It's so good. And it's got like cinnamon sugar on it and then they squeeze a lemon on it, which like sounds weird, but oh my god, it was like so delicious. Uh if anyone from Ottawa wants to like ship me 
a beaver tail. I don't think you can because they're like fried. Are you going to make like little stands? But oh my God, that thing, like one of my Canadian friends was like, make sure you get a beaver tail in Ottawa. And I was like, okay, it sounds weird. Whatever. Oh my God, it was like so delicious. It was worth four days of traveling just to have that one beaver yeah, tail. That's weird. Your mom is like a, her, her soul would belong in Canada, except it's so cold. Oh my God, I would 100% move to Canada if it were warm. Yeah. Like if, oh yeah. Like, but it have to be warm, warm Canada. Like, I'm moving to Florida, right? Like, I bought a house in Florida. So you can't be like, oh, Vancouver's really nice. No. Like, Vancouver <laughs> is nice. It is not warm enough. I need, like, shorts and t-shirts year-round, average high, 80 degrees year-round. But it's weird. You never lived there. But when you go there, you said it's like home. I do. I feel like I'm finally home when I'm in Canada. Like, I feel much more... And and like I'm a very patriotic American, but and this I is not just relaxed. this administration. This has been oh no no consistent. no yeah no uh, yeah no it has nothing to I don't think I've been to Canada under the Trump administration maybe once, hmm. um, but I yeah the first time I went I was like oh I'm so relaxed like this is so much better uh, so I'm a big fan big fan and Canada if you ever like get some lands in warm places. <laughs> when you start colonializing come no, on no no don't colonize anything please um but you know like buy an island someplace buy or there's like a volcano that goes off and you claim that volcanic island <laughs> in the south pacific i'm in that'd be good I, i'm happy to go like send a bunch of canadians down there and me i'll help build an ice rink we'll not, none of this like oh the permafrost thaws in july oh it's real God. nice <laughs> no that's the only problem i seriously if it were warmer or I were different, would 100% live in Canada. Yeah. It's only the weather that keeps me from Canada. Uh, so there you go. That's a big diversion. Uh, we were talking about doing this podcast over dinner tonight. Like, oh, what are we going to talk about? And Jared had promised to talk about times he had to pee in the sink. But I'm thinking oh, maybe... because we were talking about housebreaking. Yeah. I haven't... What now? What? <laughs> we skipped a lot of things to get there. I'm, I'm just saying, like, I don't really know how you got there either. It's human housebreaking. Like, it's not that easy to, like... Get living organisms to not pee inside. I mean, I've never had this problem. I've only peed in designated no, receptacles had, since I was out of training pants. I think it's boys, but I've had, you know, there have been law school parties where someone got drunk and, like, opened up the TV cabinet and peed in it. <laughs> and then we asked him about it the next day we're like why'd you pee in there because he knocked out the satellite dish like oh it all God. shorted out and everything we said why'd you pee in? what the heck were you thinking he goes oh i thought it was a fireplace like that like, was that's okay. a good answer yeah that was a good answer that would have been okay but, what? you know i also i was in the the army the german army for a year and we had we drank a lot <laughs> and uh at, at some point one of the one of the guys who was i think later taken in as AWOL he ran away and, and like the the military police found him months later and he had to go to jail or something but he got so drunk he like opened up the closet and peed in there too I mean I think guys get drunk and they pee everywhere man you're just lucky to keep it outside half the time when I was a, an undergrad I was the resident computing assistant in our dorm which basically mean I was like 24 hour on call tech support it was not a good job uh, anytime anyone, I just hide because anytime anyone saw me, I had to like try to fix their computer. <laughs> uh, and I was also in charge of the computer lab for the dorm. And at one point, someone had gone in there in the middle of the night and peed into at the time the disk drives. Oh, I think some man. So obviously some dude. Obviously, I could not 
angle P into a disk drive. Nor would you I want to. to. Nor would I want Nor to. Nor would you want to. Yeah. Uh, and everyone was really angry. And I was like, some idiot peed in them. Like, this is not my fault. Like, we have to send everything out to get fixes. Someone peed into the disk drives of the computer. Jeez. Not my fault. So dogs are better humans. Oh, my God. This is why I have dogs and not babies. Not they, that your kid pees on anything that she shouldn't. But. They want to do the right thing. They yes. know right from wrong. Unlike the guy who pees in disk drives. What Ugh. the hell is that all about? I hope he's dead. Maybe he got shorted out. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Although Mythbusters did a thing where... Yeah. Can, can you peeing get on zapped the peeing on the third rail? I think they did it in a, a cow fence, like an electric fence. But the answer is no. No, because they, they did this high-speed camera thing, and it's... The stream is actually lots of little drops that don't connect. So yeah. there is no arcing back. Yeah. It's pretty cool. That was a cool one. Mythbusters, man. One. They did a lot of interesting stuff. Proved so much interesting stuff. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, we have made this a slightly more scatological podcast than we normally do. It was about peeing. Yeah. Or no, not. To not. Has to be that way. Uh, good dog. All the dogs that are housebroken. Vink. Ugh. Vink just sometimes loses focus. <laughs> Vink is a diva. Like, we talk about Hobbs being a diva. Vink does not like to get her poor little paws <sighs> on the wet grass outside to the point where I had to make a little patch for her, like, off to the side with of the patio mulch. with mulch. Because I'm like, at least she'll go in the mulch more than she would go in the grass. And you've heard me complain about this. When I go outside, she goes outside... Goes onto the maybe onto the brick patio. Maybe she just stands on the porch, looks around, looks at me, looks at all the dogs that are doing going outside on the grass, and then walks back inside. Yeah, and I can get her to go outside, but she will sometimes totally. Pee. She often will just pee on the bricks of the patio. Yeah, and sometimes we'll do more serious business on the bricks because she doesn't want to go on the grass. But you know what? Like, it's fine. It's not in the house, right? Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Like, you got to pick your battles. We don't stop her. I mean, we just, like, you and I complain about her. Yeah. Like, I can't believe she pooped on the bricks. Right now, she's watching TV. She's not even listening to us. She doesn't doesn't care. care. No, she's such a diva, though. There's times where I want to take pictures, right? It's like 11 in the morning. There's a little bit of dew left on the grass. (laughs) And I'm like, come out here and take a picture with your sisters. And she's like, "Mm, no. And I, get over here, Fink. And finally, she'll like, uh, don't like it. Like it's it. on my toes. It's wet on my toes. Yeah. And then like, she has to run right back to the patio. She, <laughs> so we talked about maybe we just need to get her some little booties, yeah, the little wellies. Maybe she wouldn't notice having them on because she's otherwise derpy. Oh, she's such a diva. Yeah. All right. Uh, so there you go. Housebreaking dogs. Be positive. Be encouraging. Don't yell at them if they pee inside unless you catch them. And even then, just kind of startle them and then put them always, inside. Uh, like, always think of how you can reward them for good behavior, right? Yeah. It's even when uh, Gozer was like chewing on a sock or something. The idea is not to yell at her, but to give her something that she can chew on right away and substitute Take the bad thing out of her mouth, put a good thing in the mouth. And then pet her for chewing on the good thing. Yes, good job. So right now she is just laying into a Nyla bone. Yeah. But that's okay. That's good. That's exactly what she's supposed to be doing. So good job. Good job, Gozer. Okay. Uh, News of the keys. No interesting story. Man bites off other man's finger is probably going to be our highlight of the year. Yeah, the lighted boat parade happened. It's in holiday season. So they have, instead of 
You know, well, and probably in addition to a Christmas parade, they have a parade for like everything in Key West. Lots of parades. Lots of parades. But they also have a, a lighted boat parade for Christmas where people put Christmas lights on their boats and their houseboats and they parade around, I guess. Yep, yep. Also, Fred the Tree, who we covered yes. in last week's episode, uh, he got decorated this week. A bunch of people climbed up there onto the old Seven Mile Bridge and put a bunch of lights on him. And he looks very majestic. So really, uh, a lot of decoration this year. Last year was after the hurricane. I think it was a little bit more. Yeah, only a couple months. Hard after. scrabble. Um, this, I think, people are more into it. Lots of lights this year. So looking good, Fred the Tree. Uh, we're going down to the Keys in a couple weeks, and so in two weeks from now, we will have our guide to visiting Key West, primarily Key West, and then also the Keys for you, which we'll do from our house in the Keys. Uh, so you have that to look forward to yes. after whatever. That'll probably be like the 20th, like our pre-Christmas episode. Uh, you have a German word of the week for us? Yeah, I think Fremdschämen, which is which has been, you know, used a couple times in English too, but it's uh, being embarrassed for someone else. Mm-hmm. That happens like, to me all the time. You're like, you see someone just totally messing stuff up and you just feel ashamed for them on their behalf they don't even necessarily feel ashamed but you feel like ashamed because they should be yeah they should so, be shaman. that's a good one yeah yeah from shaman from shame yeah i feel that for vink a lot <laughs> she's oblivious though that's the yeah. beauty of yeah, it yeah she does yeah. not feel the shame i feel it for her just one person feels shame in this, <laughs> in this situation it's not it's not vink yeah uh, I also keep forgetting to mention that we have a sponsor for the podcast, which is maybe why our sponsorship dollars went down last month, because I just <laughs> I've forgotten to put it on the podcast. Uh, Audible is our sponsor. They do audiobooks. And if you sign up at audibletrial.com slash the golden ratio, you get a free audiobook when you sign up. You can give it to people as Christmas presents. And uh, and then we get a kickback from Audible if you it's sign like up through our giving link. people a whole library. They can pick yeah. the good books. They like. Jared and I share my library because I find all the books. This is part of my responsibilities as the logistical person of our team. The grown-up, uh, I admit. That's not true. You do a lot of grown-up things that I don't do. Nah. Laundry, dishes, <laughs> taking out the trash, bringing fun. in the trash. <laughs> uh, I would just leave those trash cans out there for like four days <laughs> to the consternation of the neighbors. Then the neighbors bring them in and I feel embarrassed. That happens sometimes, uh, I know. Now I have you, so I don't have to suffer that shame anymore. Yay. Uh, anyway, as, as the logistics person in the relationship, I find books for us to read. Though, Dad has his own big pile of nonfiction books that are typically about wars that I don't do anything about. Oh, but Civil War, man. I'm getting into it. Yeah. Uh, but in terms of fiction books or running books and stuff, I find those and then... Jer Dad just uses my Audible, and he gets to listen to the audiobooks in his car that I have picked out. Yeah, it's nice. So uh, if you want to get some audiobooks and enhance your life, audibletrial.com slash ratio, and uh, you help support the podcast. We also have tons of merch, which I know you all guys you all know, but we have stickers and T-shirts, t-shirts and mugs and... Calendars, which still calendars. would ship in time for Christmas, I think. Yeah, you got, I think, a week to get them in time for Christmas. I just sent some to my parents, so now oh, they know did. when all the dogs' birthdays are. Oh, that's good. Yes, the calendars have all the dogs' birthdays and Gotcha Day, which just happened on December 1st. Uh, and, I don't know, there may be other... We Our birthdays aren't in there. Our birthdays will remain No, secret. Waffle Day is not marked because it's all the time. Waffle Day is every day. 
Every day is a possible waffle day. <laughs> um, yeah, calendars. You can also get the Golden Ratio cookbook. Uh, you can get a, the ebook for free on Amazon and wherever. Hi, squeaky dog. You can get the, uh, but we have a paperback version too. So if you want to send someone a physical copy, you cookbook can... is good for those who can't cook, like me. It's a it's not super like fancy cookbook. cookbook for those who can already cook and want like super fancy recipes. It's like good stuff to eat. Yep, yep. So there's like rainbow Mexican salad in there, and uh, key lime pie is in there. Casserole. Yeah, there's some dog birthday cake is in there. Solid food. Yeah, it's all like good stuff. So like when I went to college, I would love to have had this cookbook. I think lasagna is probably in there. Lasagna's in there. Taught me how to make lasagna. I used to make GR Dad like two lasagnas a week. Every weekend I'd make lasagnas and I'd send two of them to GR Dad's house. And uh, for many years we did that. Because otherwise I would just eat bread and sauerkraut. Yeah, yeah. And then instead he ate lasagna. Sauerkraut sandwiches, specialty. Still, Jared still eats sauerkraut sandwiches. If I'm not home <laughs> and he has to eat dinner here by himself, I come home and I'm like, did you eat dinner? And he's like, yeah. I'm like, what'd you have? He's like, sauerkraut sandwich. <laughs> like bread with a little bit of sauerkraut. Well, but sometimes it's like a meatless Reuben where I, I'll put Thousand Island on it and, you know, cheese. Hmm. Just not meat. <laughs> Correct. Cheese what's, not depends meat. on what's in the fridge. Yeah. Uh, this is why I make him lasagna. Oh. So... Anyway, uh, yeah, lasagna's in there, Alfredo sauce, uh, yeah, a bunch of different salads, some soup recipes. Would be some Mexican desserts. stuff. Yeah. yeah, anyway, it's yeah. good stuff. It's, it's great, and it's got a lot of, like, basic techniques in it, so, like, if you don't know how to make waffles <laughs> or how to make waffles or how to make a roux when you're making soups and stuff, um... All that's in there. So it's a really good cookbook for beginners. Also, everything in there is very cheap to make because I was a broke person for most of my life. And so you can make a lot of stuff for uh, a few dollars. Red beans and rice are in there. One of those things you can like feed yourself for a week for a couple bucks. So. And you won't die. You won't die. So the ebook is free on Amazon and wherever. Um, but you can also get the paperback if you follow our link. So just check us out on Twitter and uh, you'll see the link to all the merch yeah. on there if you want any you still got time to order some for christmas and that also helps us support the podcast and the dog costumes and all the crazy stuff we do to <laughs> keep rolling good golden ratio content at you yeah uh, yeah feeding gozer medical care <laughs> for the idiots. snacks oh my gosh we we spend so much money on snacks medical care yeah i don't even want to think about it if we were a business we'd be way in the red with medical care and, and the positive side of the ledger is love. That's right. We got a Schmeeg. And yeah, she's worth a million dollars. We do really well. We, we're quite happy with these dogs. Good job, Schmeeg. Good job, all y'all. Yep. Uh, great. So that's it. Yep. You got anything Have else? Have a good incipient holiday season. Hope it's not too stressful. Happy Hanukkah. Hanukkah started Happy today Hanukkah that we're recording. Indeed. Yes, yes. And, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, hang in there. It's not, nothing's as crazy as it seems during holidays. Yep, it's all going to be okay. Yeah, this too shall pass. People make way too much of a deal out of it. It's just supposed to be about being nice to each other. Yeah, have a drink. Buy yourself a present. Everything's going to be okay. Take a break. Indeed. Yep. All right, we'll see you all next week. Uh, we'll talk at you next week. Indeed. Bye. Bye.